0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section 14, chapter 160. There was a nine year old girl called Caterina Ruiz whose nose was affected by unpleasant scabs, what is called the mulberry disease, which gave rise to the suspicion that it was plague, for she had recently visited a house where some people suffering from that disease had lived. They treated the girl with medicines, but to no avail, for although the scabs did occasionally disappear, new ones of the same type continually appeared in her nose. She had suffered under this complaint for a whole year without the doctors being able to cure her until her mother brought her to Philip in April or May of that year. When he saw the girl, he stroked her nose gently with his hand and said, My dear, you will never have any more trouble with this sort of affliction. Katerina began to feel better immediately and soon afterwards recovered her usual good health. Nor did she ever afterwards suffer from that disease. In the same year, in August, Vittoria Chibo came to Philip to cleanse her soul in the sacrament of confession. He asked her afterwards, When did you last see your sister? She said, Just now. He replied, Go and see her often because she will die fairly soon. This sister was a virgin consecrated to God, given the name Vittoria, like her sister, when she left this world to join the community of St. Francis of Rome. At that time, she was in excellent health, living peacefully and happily, being aged 21. But she was suddenly stricken with disease and died within a month, the 19th of September, to be precise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, flower of purity, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Saint Philip was often very uneasy when he thought that a priest was too attached to his family. Saint Philip used to warn people that it's very hard to find Jesus within one's family. Why? Because our Lord said, I came not to bring peace, but the sword, to divide father against daughter, and mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law. Three will obey against two, and two against three. In other words, the following of Christ, the being his disciple, is not a matter of blood. It's not a matter of being a physical descendant of someone else, the way you could become a a part of the people of God in the Old Covenant. No, to be part of this new people of God, one had to be reborn of water and the Holy Spirit. One had to have baptism become part of a larger family and to believe. And so St. Philip, knowing this and knowing how often we forget that it's not flesh and blood which will get us to heaven, but faith in the sacraments, would warn people, especially priests. At the same time, however, two brothers became oratorians, Blessed Juvenal, And China and Father Matteo and China. They were brothers, they were both called. And in tonight's reading, we hear about a mother and her daughter, the mother bringing her daughter to to St. Philip for healing. We hear about Vittoria coming to confession and being told to look after her sister who was about to die. And today's saint, St. John the Evangelist, was the brother of James, another apostle, and they were called together. They were called to follow the Lord, like another set of brothers, Peter and Andrew. And it's been hypothesized, somewhat ironically, but but very likely, uh, that there's some truth to it. That when people ask, well, why did Jesus always bring James? You know, whenever he would take Peter and John alone, Peter the leader, John his best friend, they would go up the mountain, they would go to heal a, a young girl. In the Garden of Gethsemane, several times Peter took apart Peter, James, and John. But why James? Well, some people say because he's the first martyr. That's one possibility. Other people have said, well, it's because he couldn't not bring John without James. Whenever he tried to bring John, James would be there, and so it was just easier to always include James. Now, whether that's true or not true, to hypothesis. But what it brings out is that family connections, being brothers in this world, is not opposed to following the Lord. And while it's true that we cannot expect too much from our families, at the same time, the Lord makes use of us however he wants. And we should not underestimate our ability To bring our family closer to the Lord, at least we can try. It's true that Jesus went back to Nazareth and they tried to throw him over a cliff. And Jesus said, A prophet is a prophet everywhere, but in his own hometown with his own people. And so we have to be careful not to expect too much, not to think that we can do with our families what no prophet was ever able to do. But we can at least set a good example. We can at least ask the Lord to give us the grace to be faithful, especially in times of sickness, in times of illness, and even a priest, a monk, a friar, if he's the only son, the only child, and his parents are sick, he must leave and take care of them. This is an ob- a more fundamental obligation. Honor your father and mother. And so when those responsibilities come up, when those who are in our family need our help, we have to go to them. And let us ask the Lord tonight on this feast of St. John to give us wisdom and prudence. Wisdom and prudence to prefer Jesus to everything. And then whether it's our blood relations, or our friends, or people all across the world, us ask the lord to send us and to give us the words we need to speak in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen